OTB GAA. Through when Mike retired, I became the heaviest player in the dressing room, so I was often on Paul Gadden's back before we games. <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Gaelic football on off the ball with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more and this is off the ball Saturday on News Talk John Duggan with you through to five now in just over 24 hours time the 2023 All-Ireland Senior Football Final will throw in between Kerry and Dublin at Croke Park in front of 82,000 people. This is the marquee game in Irish sports. This is the meeting of the aristocrats of Gaelic football, Kerry and Dublin. Kerry topping the charts, 38 All-Irelands, defending champions. They beat Dublin by a point in the semi-final last year. Dublin, they'll be Kerry five times in the championship between 2011 and 2019. And their last Maguire Cup was in 2020. That was their sixth in succession. So epic is the word, folks. Epic. And in this instance... It is justified. To look ahead, we have on the line all Ireland winners with Kerry and Dublin, respectively, Sean O'Sullivan and Ger Brennan. How are we doing, lads? Good, John. Hi, Ger. Hey, John. Sean, how's things? And we have in studio the 1995 All Ireland winning captain from Dublin, John O'Leary. John, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, great to be here. Great to have you in as well. And we'll have Fionn Fitzgerald for a bit of Kerry balance after two, another former winning captain. Uh, 53106 for your text, folks. You can. Tweet us at Off the Ball. You can list across the country on Newstalk. You can also watch us if you'd like on digital and social channels for Twitter at Off the Ball, YouTube, and on Facebook. John, this is special. Dublin and Kerry, what does this mean to you? It's like tradition. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's amazing with all the, the all the tweaking they did with the championship this year of you know the, the groups and the stages. We end up with the Dublin Kerry final after all of that, <laughs> which is which is good to see. But in some ways, it's working and hasn't interfered with a, sort of tradition. Um, but it's 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 a great rivalry. Um, I was in Crow Park yesterday with the 83 team and even you know chatting with you know the games we would have played against Kerry in 84 and 85 and it just brings back memories all the time you know for those great games and sadly in the last year we lost Brian Mullins as well yeah I lost Brian Mullins and, and, and just before that we lost Richie Cream one of the subs in the day so that team being, you know we have five of that team who are on the um, on the pitch or on the bench in Crow Park have, have sadly passed away yes you were involved against Kerry in 84 and 85 and then the Thurless as well so you I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you were selected with uh, Tommy Carr. I was selected with Tommy Carr, yeah, and um, that's the one, uh, the line ball um, over the bar. That uh, was for the equaliser, was it? Morris Fitz, yeah. Yeah, Morris Fitz, the equal, game, yeah, yeah, the drawing game. They, they, they were two fabulous matches. I mean, you know, for, for to travel for Dublin, you know, it reminded me of Cork, Cork in 83 when the yes. Dublin fans would travel away for the semi final, and it was yeah. like that. The, the, the feeling in, in, in Torres for both those games was un- unbelievable. Um, and again, you know, Kerry snuck over the line. Um, Thanks to that, uh, that, that fa- fabulous line ball. I remember Tommy Carr was walking up beside him. I think Tommy was <laughs> I was shouting in his ear. Or, it wasn't like the GPS moment with Lee Keegan. It, it was a little bit like yeah, that, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, with a couple of verbs in his ear. But it, it, it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. Uh, Sean, was playing Dublin different to any other county? Remember 07, you had a late point there in the semi-final. I remember being there that day. The noise was deafening at Crow Park. It was, John, yeah. Hi, John. Um, it, it was always uh, a thrill for us to go up to Croke Park and play play Dublin. Um, number one, you were obviously up against the quality team, the likes of Juris team there. Obviously, we would have him head-to-head on numerous occasions, but it was just the atmosphere, John. You knew you were going to get a packed house, a packed hill, full of blue, maybe with a small pocket of green and gold up in it. And, uh, you know, I was listening to Tyg Morley talking to your own Tommy Rooney there during the week, and uh, Tommy asked Tyg about playing Dublin. And sure, look, you want to play the best. You know, you ask any player out there, you want to play the best, you want to challenge yourself against the best, and it'll be no different tomorrow. 
as far as I'm concerned, you have the two best teams in the country going up against it tomorrow. And sure, what more do you want as an inter-county footballer from when you put on a, a pair of boots or when you're a young fella? You want to go to the biggest day and you want to earn it and you want to play against the best. But I have to say, it's uh, like I've always had an affinity for Dublin and it actually goes back to John O'Leary's days. And it's it was a privilege to hear he was coming on because... Uh, it wasn't a good day for John, but for me, it was a great day. I My first ever time in Pro Park was the 20th of August, 1989, John, the All-Ireland semi-final, Cork and Dublin. My father and my late uncle Patrick brought me. It was my first time in Pro Park. We were up in the Upper Hogan stand. A tough day for you, John. Cork yeah. won by 210 to 1-9. I think John Cleary might have got a couple of goals, maybe a penalty. I think a penalty. Two yeah, penalties. Two penalties, yeah. Penalty. Two, yeah. two yeah. was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But from that day, and of course... We wouldn't let it be known, but we were shouting for the dubs because Cork were after beating us in the Munster <laughs> final. So, uh, so always have had an affinity. And of course, if as a young fella growing up in Kerry in the eighties uh, and early nineties, if you weren't given a copy of that famous videotape Kerry's Golden Years, then there was something wrong. And geez, the games there from seventy-five all the way up to the early eighties, obviously some of which John were involved in, were just cracking football games. And it 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 definitely gave me the first taste of what Kerry and Dublin meant um, and I think it, it it even shows how close both sets of those players um, kept like the the, the the 70s teams and the early 80s teams those Kerry and Dublin players are still very good friends so just goes to show you what it meant to them both on and off the field Jar Brennan anybody south of the Red Cow would be have the golden years in their VHS but anybody north of that would have decade of the dubs <laughs> It, 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 it's, it's amazing like there's a, there's a whole cohort of, of people in Dublin have now grown up and they don't know losing and w- one of my first games Sean I sure, uh, just listened to you there um, myself and a few lads in transition here we jumped on the bu- uh, on the train down to Turles and we got someone to go into a, a, a shop to pick, up, pick us up a couple of drinks uh, shall we say and we had a great time going down watching the match I remember Forrest, uh, Morris Fitzgerald sticking that ball over the bar and then trying to get back on the train in time. But it was, a, it was just a wonderful experience, the atmosphere, the crowd, uh, the fanfare that was uh, around the Dublin Kerry game. But uh, I probably grew up in my teens and, and my early career, John, where we were losing to, to Sean's teams and we were always trying to close the gap. And it was a, a Kerry, uh, a Tyrone and a Cork. They were the kind of front runners during the probably 10-year period. And, I was always trying to uh, pitch yourself against those guys and see and see what you're really made of. And I think it's something again. Uh, Sean touched on as well. You, you you only knew where you were at as a player when you're playing against the best players, and and that's something obviously Ty Morley and the Kerry lads are, are are embracing going into the match tomorrow, and to be able to step foot on the field to play against a dub if you're a Kerry man or or vice versa. It's just a, it's a special occasion, and it's 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 an opportunity to actually put yourself up there. As a, as, a, as a star, no more than what Kevin McMenamin has done for us, uh, Sean O'Shea last year in the semi-final, and obviously uh, David Clifford is uh, uh, writing all sorts of records, or he certainly will be by the time he finishes, you know. Jerry, what is the best thing about winning on All-Ireland? The best thing, well, I I, I suppose I when we started in 2011, we we went around to the few schools and, and kids' camps and all, all, all the important stuff that you, uh, All-Ireland winners do and visiting the hospitals and but Sean and John would have done it as well in the past. And kids would always ask that question, John, what's it like to win all Ireland? And I can only, I, I, I came up with a way to try to help them understand it. And it was, if you think back to uh, Christmas Eve, you're going to bed 
you, you can't sleep because you're too excited. Uh, is Santa going to come? Can you hear him? Can you hear any roofs on the uh, uh, rain there on the on the roof of the house? Can you hear bells? All the stuff going on as a kid, and then you wake up Christmas morning, John, and you go down to the sitting room as was the tradition in our house as a family, and you sneak open the sitting room door, and all of a sudden you see Santa came. There's the presents. There's the thing you asked for. It's indescribable joy and jubilation that you have. And for me, that, John, that's the only way I can help someone who hasn't won in all Ireland uh, 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 get a sense of what it does feel like, you know. It's a very good way of putting it, Ger. It was 12 years apart for you, John, in 83 and 95, and you had a few disappointments in the middle. <coughs> what, was yeah, like, was, what was it to feel like for you? Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to play in six finals. Uh, we won the first one and won the last one. <laughs> 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 so that was four in between so we had the ups and downs and, and we had a big long gap down in the middle between you know, you know if you go from 83 to, to 95 12 years which is unheard of now in terms of you know tell kids that that happened you know when, when I was playing and that's why it's hard to believe but it's just that um, I think maybe the earlier you get it's like you know being in Crow Park yesterday meeting the lads from the 83 team just meeting them and you know and just sort of that nod or the shake of the hands or, or, or sort of the, the embrace um and then just talking to people, I mean, it's, it's almost just knowing, you, knowing you've won it at this stage. You, you know, I don't know where the medal is. You don't even have to medal. It's just that you know. And it's that sort of inner inner sense of satisfaction that you achieve, you know, the ultimate goal. Uh, and it's that sort of contentment. For you, Sean, what's it like? The week after, John, is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Did you disappear, lie. Sean? Did you? Uh-huh. Did you disappear? <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of us disappeared, but uh, no, we would have disappeared if we lost one after winning one. We were we were front and center. No, look, Deco, what the two lads said. It's uh, it's that sense of accomplishment. It's that um, and knowing that you you know when you do sit down and, and have a drink with the 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 other what was on a panel party, the other twenty nine fellas after the Monday or the Tuesday, and you can just sit back and say, excuse me, and say, look, this is what we set out to do as a group, and we achieved it, and and. You achieve it with these guys who, you know, you're you're in the same bubble with them for a long, long time, and uh, you're all driving towards the one goal. And and to, it's a, as 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 John I think said there, it's just that real sense of accomplishment and achievement, and and that's it. And look, you 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 put it aside then, and you just straight away you're starting looking forward to the following year. And can you either go and defend it, or if you've lost one, can you go and get back to the top table again and try and and try and reclaim it? So it's 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 a nonstop process. But you do allow yourself in those couple of weeks after to. I suppose bask in the glory of it, and it means a lot. I mean, it, the lads will tell you 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 you're playing since you're young. You put on the boots. You're playing with the club. Um, you get that chance with the county, and sure, it's 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 the uh, it's 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 the it's the ultimate reward, really, to get the Celtic cross. So yeah, very very proud as the lads are, are as uh, as I'm sure you know. Uh, on the Christmas theme, there is a selection box of topics, and I'm just gonna pick them out like I pick out a chocolate bar lads to be honest uh, Jer I'm going to start with you because I know you were on AM yesterday and you, you spoke about a few things but I'm going to maybe touch on a few different things with you today Con O'Callaghan we talk about Stephen Cluxton Paul Manning and Jack McCaffrey back but Con O'Callaghan missed the game last year the semi-final which Dublin lost by a point not much talk about this um, do we expect a big maybe a defining game this season from him tomorrow if he plays inside and I think a lot of the talk last year, John, was well, if Conor Callahan had been playing, he would have cancelled uh, out what Clifford contributed on the scoreboard, and Dublin could have been in another final. So now we're going to get an answer to that tomorrow because Con is fit and he is available. And then I think we've got that added bit of weight with the other three lads coming in as well, with Steve and Paul and uh, Jack McCarthy coming back in. But 
I suppose sticking to Khan, uh, the way he's playing at the moment, John, uh, the position he's taken up, he doesn't tend to be quite as deep as we've seen him play pre- previous years. He seems to be picking up a pocket kind of in between the 45 and the full forward line, which probably asks a couple of questions then of his marker. Again, likely Jason Foley. Does he come out with him a bit or or, or does he pass him on to a Tyg Morley uh, if Tyg isn't covering? So, Khan taking up th- that position. It's nearly like a little triangle where he's at the apex and then you have a Colin Basquell and, and, and um, Cormac Costello uh, in behind uh, running lateral runs in and out. But they seem to be staying in that space and that's just from, from, from watching the lads so far this year. But uh, in relation to Khan, he, 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 he's been very consistent. Um, is he as say prolific on the scoreboard as we've seen in the previous campaigns, not including last year with the injuries he had? He probably hasn't. Uh, he's not maybe scoring as many goals, but uh, at the same time, he, he's just an incredible uh, player to watch. And I, I would put him up there with Clifford. Uh, to be honest, uh, Khan can do it any any way. He let it in long, in low. Uh, Khan is going to win the majority of the balls uh, that he receives. And then just as all round game sense as well is is uh, the beauty of Khan and 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 Cormac and 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 Basquell. I'd hate to be marking the lads tomorrow if it was Kerry, but uh, they, they always want to go for goal first, and they're always standing you up as a defender. They 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 win the ball, they turn, and then they want to take you on. A lot of players now, the way the coaching has gone, they're getting out in front to win the ball, and they just keep running back out to where the ball came from and recycle over the other side. So. So um, I think, again, yeah, if Khan takes up that position kind of on the edge of the Z, it'll cause a couple of bother uh, for Kerry and probably Jason Foley and Tyde Morley would have to have good communication between them to see who's picking them up. John, would you start Kieran Kilkenny? No. Why not? Well, don't get me going in the way football has, has, has evolved. I think he, he's too much <laughs> back and forth across the pitch. I think Dublin need to go direct. I think when he came on the semi-final was against Mayo or quarter-final. He'd made a difference, but he, he made a difference in the way he played. I think when he came on, was much more direct. So I, I don't like when he goes back and forth across the pitch. I think cause Dublin problems. It's it's it, it's easy to defend. Any team can defend again. Like you get fellas in ahead of the ball. So I think if he comes on um, and has the impact he had in, in the quarterfinal by running direct and taking carry on and taking players on, because he, he can easy you know easy pick off three or four points. I think if he runs and gets into the space and takes fellas on, puts them under pressure and asks questions, he's well out of score from anywhere. So. I'd prefer him coming in at the moment uh, and hope that he, pay, he, he would play very direct. Yes. Sean, uh, Sean O'Shea and David Clifford have got over 50% of the scores this season for Kerry. Is that an issue? Is that a worry in terms of the other forwards contribution? Are they there to do different things? Are they doing enough, I suppose? Is there is the six doing enough? No, John, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an answer they're not. Um, and that's what we're hoping for will change tomorrow. That's why I think Stephen O'Brien is in from the start tomorrow. Stephen brings you that scoring threat from the half-forward line. I think it asks questions of this Dublin back line, the half-back line, by starting Stephen. I think it's going to ask questions of Desi Farrell, who he puts on Stephen. Stephen is fresh. He's had a difficult year with injury. It's like he's peaked at the right time. He was very effective at half-time in the Derry game um, when he came on. Uh, I know, or sorry, in the second half, I know that the talk down here earlier in the week was possibly that Jack goes with the same 15 and springs Stephen, but... I just think we need that threat from our half-forward scoring-wise. We're not getting it. Shawnee and David will get us the scores. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, Shawnee has the free-taking ability as well. But I just feel that tomorrow it's going to lean itself the way that the rhetoric has gone all week in the past couple of weeks and that the, the focus is on David a lot. I think it's a day for someone like a Paul Ganey 
a Pawdy Clifford, even a Stephen O'Brien to come to the fore. And we know what David's going to bring us, John. That's not an issue. You know, we think Michael Fitzsimons will pick him up with a little bit of help maybe from Brian Howard covering. I think David will be okay. He always is. Uh, nothing phases that young man. He's just got a, that ability since he was a young lad uh, to, to take on the, the biggest day in, in, in his career um, as, as if he was playing with Fossa, you know, in a club game. So no issue there. The issue is going to be, can he get the help from around the field? And I think, as I say, that's why Stephen is in. Paul Ganey has been threatening to come with a big game. We need it. Sean, he's going to have to bring it. Darren Moynihan is a guy who I think gets a little bit of unfair criticism. Yes, he's not an out-and-out scorer, but he does a real you know, amount of work up and down the line for us, covering, defending. Could we do with him adding a couple of scores tomorrow? Absolutely. We're also going to need maybe Dimit O'Connor to chip in. And look, we know what Gavin White and Tom Sullivan and these guys can offer going forward, even Paul Murphy. So for Kerry to win tomorrow, absolutely, we're going to need scores coming from all other departments rather than just our 11 and our 14. 53106 for your texts. Uh, so on my way home from work and listen to you guys by the match tomorrow and just passing through Adair and the Kerry team passed me from Dominic the Dub living in Limerick up the dubs. Fair play to you, Dominic. Jer, <laughs> uh, I know you're on the road as well. Jer, Jack McCaffrey, I remember in the 19 drawn game, he was like he was on a motorbike. It was unbelievable. Does he still have that X factor? He might not have it for 70 minutes, but he, does he still have it? He, he absolutely has that X factor and he so direct and, and like John described there, when you, you you actually run out an opposition, those packed defences, get in behind, run through the gaps, get the opposition defence defending, running towards their own goal, as opposed to just going laterally across the field, uh, which is easier to defend. Jack's ability then, um, actually in some ways, his, his inability to actually go sideways is what's wonderful about him. He just wants to go straight for the juggler. And he'll cause all sorts of problems. He'll drag one or two people with him. In Jack's case, does he have the seven, 70 minutes, 70 odd minutes to, to exert uh, that level of stress on his hamstrings? Uh, um, the fact he's not starting would uh, suggest that he doesn't. And that by bringing him in for uh, 10, I think he said he get maybe about 20, 20 odd minutes the last day. Um, that, that, that's, that's all that Jack has in the tank. But you do know when Jack is coming on, even if you're a wing forward for Dublin and you see Jack pick up the ball in the half-back line or 65, you know that follow Jack's run, break off and cut in and he's going to draw a couple of guys with him and then a bit of space will open up when you pop it off, you know. But he's, he's a huge addition to be able to bring in um, off the bench. Just as much as everybody enjoys watching David Clifford, John, like Jack McCarthy is something else to watch when he's in full flow. <laughs> oh, he's incredible! I mean, I've showed I've showed clips of him to to, to my own team when I started coaching him, getting to to run up players and see what you can do, and get you know other younger players to sort of run off him as well. He's and I think Jerry's right. He, he does probably about twenty minutes in him there, and it's probably about being strategic of when you bring him on and what who you might bring him on uh, on on uh, to defend against on the carry side. Um, yeah, he's superb. And even the point he got the last day, you know that you know taking off, you just put on the afterburner and you think he's going to break 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 the gain line, and uh, hopefully he can easily pop over two points. Again, to that space, you know, and, and running at players, which is very, very difficult to defend against. We'll always ask questions of teams. So, yeah, he, he's, he's re- I wish he had, he, he was on from the start and had more, more, more energy in the legs, I think, or the fitness in the legs. But he's a, he's, he's a great player and a great guy as well. Great attitude. Jared, maybe give us an insight before we go into the dressing room tomorrow. A lot of strong characters, a lot of uh, multiple winners of All Ireland in this Dublin dressing room. Uh, is there much said? Is, can you maybe give us a peek behind the window into one of these big days? 
Yeah, I suppose in the lead up to it, um, from the semi final, you you do your bit of not to bore people, but you do your bit of analysis on on, on how the game went, where where you can improve, and then you know the first half of of that week after the semi final against Monaghan is, is just a bit about recovery and a bit of learning, and then probably that Thursday session uh, of week one of the two week prep, John, you start looking more at Kerry and uh, how they played more so in their last two games as opposed to. The monster championship or that and there's a great analysis team there with Desi they, they, they'd have a brief put together on the strengths and weaknesses of the different Kerry players uh, how many minutes each man has played their styles of play and again we've a lot of experienced players in that dressing room um, they'll dip into that brief as much as they feel they need to some lads will, will spend a lot of time with it some lads are happy enough that they've a good understanding of the game, and I think we're we're probably advantaged then tomorrow, John, in the dressing room before the match, is that there'd be no fear or panic if the game does go against us. Like Kerry are going to get a goal at some stage, and and, and Dublin too. But if Kerry were to get a bit of a run on the starting off, the lads won't panic. And similarly to 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 Limerick last week against Kilkenny and in their semi final against Galway, they were down by six points in both halves, but. They kind of tweaked one or two things, but stuck to their kind of core principles of play. And uh, over the course of the 70 minutes, they grounded out the results. And I think that's something that Dublin should be able to do then tomorrow. Um, the, the, it's a special place to be to, to be in, John. Um, it's a very privileged place to be in, as the, the lads I'm sure, which um, there's all sorts of adrenaline going through the system. And uh, to be in an all Ireland final and address from beforehand is just an amazing thing. And uh, um, I think our lads will be able to manage that expectation. No, no more than Kerry as well, to be fair. They obviously bet us last year in the semi-final. They're defending champions. They have a bit of a monkey off the back. Um, maybe the pressure on, their, on, on, on those guys, as, as Sean would tell you uh, more accurately, is, you know, if you're a one-in-a-row team in Kerry, who cares? Uh, you need to put it back-to-back. You need to win two or three of them uh, over the course of your career, at least to have some sort of kudos down there. And that's where Dublin's at now too, you know. So, Jared, before um, we take the break, we'll have Fionn Fitzgerald after two with Sean and John here. Jared Brennan, why are Dublin going to win it? What's going to be the winning and losing for you that gives you the confidence that they're going to come back and win the Sam McGuire Cup again? I, 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 I think we just have more firepower coming in. Uh, Kieran Kilkenny, uh, Jack McCaffrey coming in, Dean Rock, Dean, he scored 1-2. Or it was one one and one two the last day came in. Uh, Jack uh, contributed a point, uh, setting up numerous scores as well. The Morton Kieran, and I just think we have a bit more quality coming in off the bench. Uh, also, the matchups defensively, I think our backs have a slight bit more uh, in the tank. And again, if we can keep uh, 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 David Clifford to, to, I would say eight points. I think that's a good good day out for the Tubman defence. That's how good he is. Uh, um, and then the guys that come in then to finish the job I think we just have too much I, I, I see it going down to maybe the 64th 5th minute John with, with Dublin maybe pushing through in the last 7 or 8 minutes of what's left and winning by 3 or 4 points Jar Brennan enjoy Christmas morning thanks John <laughs> but after the break more from our live panel here on the football final tomorrow Kerry against Dublin 53106 if you want to get in touch with a comment or a question to John O'Leary Dublin captain of the All-Ireland winning team of Eddie at three. Well, he was on the team then and he captained in 95. Uh, Fionn Fitzgerald will be joining us after two from Kerry with Sean O'Sullivan. We're back after the news.
And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you three to five. We're streaming the panel as well. As you're listening on News Talk across the country, you can watch us on the Off the Ball digital and social channels for Twitter at Off the Ball YouTube and Facebook as well. You can text us 53106, cost of 30 cent, and tweet us at Off the Ball. We're continuing the build up to the All Ireland Senior Football Championship final with Kerry's All Ireland winner, Sean O'Sullivan, John O'Leary's, Dublin's ex winning captain in the studio with me. We also had another man on the line who lifted the Sam Maguire Cup in the Hogan stand, Fionn Fitzgerald. Fionn, how are you? I'm good, John. Thanks. Uh, good to talk to you, Fionn. Um, we asked the lads at the very start of the conversation, and Jared Brennan as well, the best thing about winning the All-Ireland. What was that for you, Fionn? Um, I suppose there was a load of different things come afterwards, but I, I suppose that initial, um, for me, is my first All-Ireland medal. It's just a, a huge, something I suppose you're aspiring to, to achieve when you're younger. And I suppose the, the first part for me was obviously lifting Sam McGuire, but then going home is a big part of it. I think the maybe the Tuesday afterwards is probably a big day when you get home to the club, spend a bit of time with family and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's uh, it it brings back good memories anyway. That's all. That's for sure. Doctor Croaks. Yeah, back in Croaks. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's, I suppose you're getting to see a lot of the faces the first day or two. It's it's very full on and it's obviously brilliant as well, of course. But when you get to bring it back to the people you, you I suppose you get to spend most time with, that's probably what makes it most. Um, Special, really. How do you feel Kerry are doing this year, Fionn? Um, I, I think Kerry and Dublin, to be honest, have been lacking a bit of fluency. Um, I suppose they really have only surfaced properly since the quarterfinal. Um, and that's when we really started to see things click. Last The last day against Derry then probably maybe, I won't say a step backwards, but it certainly wasn't building strongly on the quarterfinal win against Tyrone. But I think they did show a bit of gumption the last 10 minutes and they probably showed a little bit of experience, which is great to see because going back maybe two years ago, three years ago, I don't think that kind of level of experience and kind of game know-how was there and possibly maybe left a couple of titles behind them on the back of that. Like, Do you think it comes down from last year's semi-final and the final then? I, I do. I think I think like winning close games like that is certainly a habit. Um, and I, I think Dublin are probably a good example of that. If you look at Dublin there from maybe... 15 onwards there that there was literally a point in a lot of those games Kerry, Mayo etc for a couple of years and I, I do think that there's there's a habit to it and there's a lot a kind of a game sense or know-how that you develop and the likes of the Dublin game last year I think that was a monkey off the back even though I, I kind of would say they almost fell over the line last year against Dublin I think that the, the, the Derry kind of uh, last 10 minutes was a little bit more assured and, and hopefully there might be something like that if, if the game goes goes down the stretch in the last 10 minutes uh, tomorrow as well. You've known David Clifford quite a while. You were lecturing him once, were you, Fionn? Yeah, David's been, David, did, he did four years in Tralee with us. Um, yeah, he's he's a brilliant, a brilliant guy, really. Um, yeah, I fir- he first came in when, I think he was just after, he wasn't, he, he was a Badger minor. He finished coming off, was it the first minor win he won? Um, and he joined there. And I remember at the time, we we used to have uh, maybe every lecturer was uh, assigned a, a scholarship student, and I just remember dealing with David. I just uh, I couldn't get over his maturity for a seventeen year old, and I was actually playing with him at the time. Um, I was playing while he was um while he was joining, but uh, I mean for a seventeen year old, he, his head was well strapped on, so he didn't need much support or help there anyway. Did you mark him in eighteen? Did you in training? Um, not really too much to be honest. Um, I, I actually don't remember marking him at all really. Um, which I probably was lucky to be. To be honest about that, but um, what I, what I would say was that he really took to the whole thing like a duck to water. He 
he he was always a very kind of calm and assured kind of guy. But there's nearly always a bit of a betting in period for we call it a young, very talented player, a superstar coming through. He just he just didn't seem to get that at all. He he just came in and um yeah, I I thought I couldn't get over how well he took that, yeah. And his development now, do you feel he's as good as ever? Oh, I think that's that. That look, he, he's nearly built on it every year. I suppose, like the most Im- impressive part about David really is obviously his football ability is great. But I mean, there's loads of talented footballers over the last uh, couple of decades. It's just his ability to sense when he's needed most, um, particularly in the big games. That could be at club level as well. Um, he just has this innate ability to really go at it when when he's really needed. Um, and like I remember last year in the, the Galway game, I thought he, in the first half particularly they needed him nearly more than the second half, and I thought he was outstanding. Then um, he's just done it time and time again that way. Same with Fossa, he, he could be quiet for a lot of games when he probably isn't needed as much. But when the when the when the need is greatest on the biggest day, it's it's an, there's there's very few top level sports people who can churn that out day in day out, and he's he's just one of those. He's in a in a, a very elite league that way. Um, Keen O'Neill was on with Jerry Gilroy yesterday. John and he was saying that he was in favour of the advanced mark and you told me off air that you were in favour as well and you said that David Clifford's one of the players who gets the most out of that rule Yeah I think it's a great rule to have in the game and I just don't understand why more teams just don't exploit it because if you think it's, it's relatively simple break out from the defender play it in, in, in smartly and with a space and, and, and catch the ball it's nearly a guaranteed score in every game so I, I, I would, I'd like if I was coaching a team even my own under 15 team we're trying to coach guys to, to, you know, to break and get free and then have the confidence to pass the ball in and, and, and catch it and then go for your score um, yeah and it's, it's a skill in the game uh, and it makes defenders you know less pulling and dragging uh, and, and puts pressure on defenders to get out and get, get out in front of, of the forward and not, not allow them that sort of 5 or 10 yards but I think Clifford's one of the, one of the few players actually exploiting it and I, I think for every team there's probably 5 points per game that's going missing at the moment would be my view We could get a situation Sean O'Sullivan where an advance mark wins in All-Ireland you could, John. Yeah, you could. It's uh, as John alluded to there. I, you know, more teams really need to start looking at it. But I think a lot of it too is trying to get your your shooter as the receiver. Like for instance, um, against Derry, I think early in the game, Derry played one in, and uh, Adrian Spillane caught it. You know, made the space, made a great run, and caught the ball inside for the mark. But you just felt that Adrian just isn't a regular place kicker and he just didn't look confident stepping up to it and 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 missed it uh to the to the right of the post into the hill so you know it's 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 fine it's a it's a rule that can be used certainly but i think teams are looking to always nearly try and get their marksmen on the on the end of the mark so maybe that's why at times we don't see it overly used because trying to free up those guys who are incorrect getting extra attention during a game isn't easy but certainly yeah you could see it tomorrow we've got some fantastic players in both forwards, forward lines who are good at making space, even with defences as tight as they are these days. You know, the likes of Clifford, the likes of Callaghan, Parma Costello, Paul Ganey are really, really good at just getting off their marker for that split second. And Fionn will tell you there as a defender, that's all a quality forward needs is that just that little inch, that little step on you. He's out, he's in front and he can call his mark. So I wouldn't like to be any one of those backs picking up, uh, picking up those forwards tomorrow, certainly. What do you think about the Dublin forward unit this year then, Fionn? You would have marked a few of them, not maybe directly, but you would have been in an All-Ireland against Dean Rock, uh, Kieran Kilkenny before. They've got Cormac Costello playing well, Colin Baskell's had a good year, and Conor Callaghan's mm-hmm. there again fit now. 
Yeah, the, 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 the dynamic of their forwards, obviously the personnel has changed, but I would say the dynamic of their forwards has changed a bit as well. Like if you look at it, uh, let's say Costello and Basquiat in particular, they're probably different type of uh, corner forwards than they would have had uh, going back to maybe five or six years ago. We were talking about maybe a Brogan or a, um, who else you're talking about. And I can't think of a second, but basically they're, they're different type of personnel. Um, I would say they're kind of they're nimble, they're fast. Even the ball they're looking for is a little bit different. Um, I think Castlo has been outstanding. Like we always knew he was a super talent, and he probably was just unlucky with maybe the personnel that was there already. And maybe I, I think he probably could have got more opportunities with Dublin um, up to now. But he's really, I suppose, he's been the number one forward this year. Khan really hasn't kind of lit, lit yet, which to me I'd be a little bit kind of worried with from a carry point of view tomorrow because someone like that like if you think of Shane Walsh last year he wasn't really motoring too well either there's probably not a huge amount of pressure on him because he hasn't lit it completely yet I, I think he could be dangerous and even Basquiat is coming off a poor game the last day I'd nearly be more concerned with him in a way than, than Costello tomorrow um, and then obviously Kilkenny to me like I, I just think he's been a, such a fulcrum of, of what Dublin have done in the last uh, we'll say decade or so I'd be playing him anyway I just think that He's a super player. He has a good enough record at times against Kerry. And um, I, I just, yeah, I, I'd imagine that he'll play, but I don't know. What about the Kerry defence and Fiona? Are you happy with the way they're shaping up this year? It seems like Graham O'Sullivan, Tom O'Sullivan are unsung heroes at times. Yeah. Um, well, what, what I would say is defensively, like particularly in the league and maybe the likes of the Mayo game, they're under a little bit of pressure at times. Like, if your team aren't playing well, in general, your last line of defence in particular, I know from playing the full back line, is going to always be under pressure. Um, and I, I don't think the the appetite and the work rate that Kerry had in 2021, uh, sorry, 2022, last year, was there from the forwards and so on and all the way around. And even they weren't dominating midfield. So that, like, ultimately, that's going to have an effect on the backs. I think since the work rate has improved o- overall and then the backs have tightened up a little bit as well, um, I, I think Tom will match up quite well with, with Karma Costello. Um and obviously the interesting battle is going to be Jason Foley and um, and Conor Callan. and I think Jason has really like he's, an, he's a, always an incredible athlete and he was a talented player but I think he's really um, stepped up in the last year or two so I, I kind of I'd be hoping that the two of them can give really strong performances and Graham O'Sullivan then is, he's just made for Crow Park he's, he's got he's got Crow Park legs so that's that's something that hopefully he can he can put maybe Basquiat going the other direction. Sean O'Sullivan, if you're carried, you kick into that Dublin full forward line. Oh, sorry, full back line. As Mayo kind of they they were kind of went quite direct in the first half of the quarter final, and they kind of caused Dublin a problem for about twenty minutes. They did, yeah. And that Dublin full back line wasn't getting much protection from out the fields. The work rate wasn't there from the 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 Dublin midfield half forward line to to put pressure on the kicks in. I watched that first half back. I suppose I was just looking for chinks of light for Kerry really John to see where have Dublin been under pressure this year and that first half against Mayo they certainly were and Mayo did it directly their kick out was on point they had runners getting into space sometimes Mayo were getting into that full back that Dublin full back line with just maybe one two kick passes and they were in the likes of Tommy Conroy Rhino Dunahuid no shade at times was causing them real problems so certainly Kerry will have looked at that but look Dublin will have looked at it as well and said right that wasn't up to scratch we can't leave that happen against the likes of Clifford Ganey and Paddy Clifford, maybe Shawnee Shea might find himself in there sometimes. So certainly it's an option. Even going back to the uh, start of last year's All-Ireland final, uh, Fiona alluded to David getting marks early in the, the, the game where they needed him most. 
I remember Graham Sullivan a few times coming down in front of me in, in front of the Hogan stand and just putting in nice floated ball in, into the mixer and, and Clifford coming up with a few marks. So it's it's certainly something Kerry will have looked at at times and from the right areas is the most important thing. No point just lumping ball in on top of the likes of Fitzsimons and Davy Byrne, kind of straight ball expecting David or Paul Ganey to, to come out of the sky with them. It's not going to happen. It needs to be angled, direct, nicely floated ball in to give the lads the best opportunity. I don't think it's the thing that Kerry will overuse. Um, we know that the Kerry forwards like that ball played into space with a little bounce uh, in front of them so they can get a turn on their man and take them on. So, But it's definitely a tactic I'm sure Jack and the management will have looked at for sure. John, two very important people tomorrow are the goalkeepers, your opposition, Stephen Cluxton, Shane Ryan. Not only what they do, but how the other teams anticipate what they do. Yeah, it's an, it's really interesting. Sort of that game of chess that happens in every game of you know the kickouts. You're going long, you're going short. Um, the possession numbers from your own kickouts and whether whether teams allow you to take the short kickouts or, or, or don't and push up. So that's it's always a really interesting tactic. Personally, I'd like teams to be pushing up and and and, and not allowing that short kickout. I'd love to be playing now, taking those ten yard kickouts would be brilliant. Um, was it just straight one for you in the back in the day, or more or less? Yeah, well, you, you know, Kevin Heffron when I when I got on the team first, he gave me only, my only instruction ever was keep the ball out of the net and your kickouts long. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fairly simple, but um, no, but in the ninety five we had a we had a routine where you know the, the wing half backs used to walk in towards me, and if the forward didn't follow me, I I played unless I short to Paul Corn. After forward came with him, I I uh, played over his head, and Paul Clark would be moving into space. So we had a bit of, and, and the two midfielders would sort of move to one side and leave that space. Um, yeah, so it, it's interesting to see how those tactics work out, and then when the tactics aren't working out, how you how how you react to it. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on the two guys to get their kickouts, you know, as accurate and as as uh, give you the most possession you can, um, be they short or be they long. For Cluxton, do you remember him coming on the scene? Yeah, I was I was selector on the under twenty one team. Uh, I was selected by Tommy Carney, the senior, but we we myself and Richie Crean. Uh, managed the 21 team with, uh, with a couple of other guys and he was initially when he got involved he was more or less our third choice goalkeeper but at the time he started finishing he, he was the first choice but um, yeah a, a really nice guy really simple took instruction well was dedicated to a sport even at that, at, at that stage and um, we were looking we lost to Mead in the Leinster final on the, on the 21 in Newbridge but, and, and then after that we brought him I think one other guy um Onto Barry Calla onto the onto the senior panel uh, as a result of that, and uh, he's been there ever since. He's been brilliant. What's been the secret to his generational talent? I don't know really. <laughs> I think there's an internal drive within him that just he he he's very driven. He's very self-controlled, and he just knows what he wants to do. Doesn't get too excited. Doesn't get involved in all the peripheral stuff. And um, he, he, I just admire his dedication to his craft and uh, you know what he what he has brought to the game and how he's elevated sort of defence and um, goalkeeping in, in particular. So I think it's just his whole mental approach is just really really strong. And Fionn Shane Ryan uh, plays outfield for his club. Uh, do you expect to see him a bit another way, Rory Beggan? Maybe not to that extent the way he played in the semi final. But what kind of influence do you think Shane will have in the game tomorrow? Will he kick along? Will he? Will he kick it short? How do you think they'll deal with the press if Dublin do so? Yeah, Shane is a top outfield player. I mark him quite a bit actually. Right more about the road, and um, he's he's a super outfield player. Um, so he he is a very what I would say an advantage to him from playing in, in, in playing goal at the moment is that he has a very good awareness of what's going on out the field. Um, so from a kickoff point of view, I think this year particularly he's he's probably built every year 
and I suppose becoming a goalkeeper because he's not really a goalkeeper by trade. And um, this year, though, I think he's been extremely self-assured. Okay, we uh, we just uh, lost Fionn there for a second. Um, you back there, Fionn? Uh, I'm here. Can yeah, you yeah. You know, go ahead there. Sorry, I'm not sure what you got there, but anyway, just basically said Shane is a super outfielder, so I, I think that definitely gives him a, a kind of a good insight into what's going on out the field. Um, a lot of the time, I suppose over the last while, he, he has been given a lot of the handier balls. They're the we call it the short kickouts. So I suppose it depends what way Dublin are going to are going to go about it tomorrow. Um, he he he's a hard man to rattle, I would say that. So as regards going at this, if you said Dublin are going after from a press point of view, it's not going to totally, um, I would say, throw him too much anyway. And he, he basically, I would say, is a fairly level-headed guy. So I, I think he'll be, he'll be able for that. But I mean, Cluxon is down the other end too. So it would be, be very interesting if, if both teams are adapting similar tactics from that end. Sean, what do you expect in terms of the press and how that will influence the midfield battle? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are talking about the midfield battle, uh, John. Obviously, you've got four guys in there who are really athletic. Um, you know, people are saying, well, maybe Dublin have the advantage in the two Bryans, Finton and Howard, from the same club. They have a good understanding. Maybe the Kerry midfield has not got the plaudits that they deserved. I thought they were excellent against Tyrone. Um, I think Dermot O'Connor going off for that 10-minute stint in the Derry game, the black card was crucial. I really do. I think uh, Derry outscored us four points to one in that period. So I think it shows the importance of Dermot to us. Jack Barry has a very, very good history on Brian Finton. Um, is that good or bad going into tomorrow? I don't know. We'd be hoping Jack can break even again, keep Brian quiet. Brian will maybe be looking at it as if to say, I'm sick of this talk about Jack Barry having my number. I'm going to finally put that uh, wrong to right. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But you're dead right. The the the, the way the kick out, um, or sorry, the way the midfield battle is going to go will be all determined on the kick out. I think Kerry will mix it a little bit, to be quite honest with you. I think there'll be times where they'll give it up and let um, let Cluxton chip it out short to the full back line and adopt what we did against Tyrone, maybe invite Dublin onto us a little bit and force them down into areas that maybe we can then put pressure on. We were excellent against Tyrone. Didn't do it so well against Derry, I thought. So I'd be hoping that we, we find that defensive... Um, I suppose, concentration that we had against against Tyrone and bring it to tomorrow and bring it tenfold. And then there'll be times where we will press Cluxon and see what he has to offer. But as Fionn said, they're very similar to Shane Ryan. <laughs> you know, the press won't face Stephen Cluxon. He's been around too long and has played in too many games for that to face him. Um, and he'll go along and he'll trust the boys out the, the, the middle of the field to, to, to come down with it that's where we're hoping Kerry will either win it clean or pick up the spoil. So, yeah, it'll be interesting on both sides. There's so many facets to this game, John. It's it's just so difficult to call. There's 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 so many games within the game. That's what makes it so fascinating. And Fionn, discipline is important. We saw Johnny Cooper sent off by David Goff in the 19 drawn game. David Goff's back tomorrow. you got to keep your composure. Yeah, like, look, as Sean has said already, like, just even listen to there, you're, you're, you're buzzing for the game tomorrow. I would say that, like the juices will be flowing early. Like Johnny Cooper got a, a yellow early in that game, if I can remember yeah. rightly, and then it was just before half time. So, like that, that kind of a thing is a disaster. I remember the hurling last week. Was it Willow Dunn who got one? In fairness to him, he was very disciplined after that. It does put the dampener a small bit on it, though, particularly if you're a physical player like a James McCarthy or someone there who want to be picking up a yellow early. Um, 
I, I think it's important, but our, our, like I, I would say in general, most of the players there would have a good handle on it. Um, but like it's the, what was the line that we used to always use? It's, it's going to the point of uh, fighting without without fighting necessarily. Almost that's the kind of almost the level of uh, aggression I suppose needed or discipline that's needed as well. It's amazing that the lads in the dressing room with you, John ninety five, uh, eight All Ireland's, Jim Gavin. Desi Farrell and, and Pat Gilroy and Desi and Pat it's all the band back together stuff that's going on here now for tomorrow the last dance whatever euphemism you want to use to stop Kerry again well look it'll be great you need all your expertise and all your, all your uh, did you keep these lads in line in 95 did you some of the time uh, no it wasn't too bad uh, and it's amazing how fellows emerge as managers and, and sort of selectors who, who you might not have expected in, you know when you're, when you're playing with them in, in the restaurant. Is this the case with the, the, the three? Um, not so much. Pat was probably a bit surprised initially. Uh, you know, Jim was always, uh, you know, dedicated to his craft and, and, and working and, you know, one of those guys who stayed back with you after training for taking shots and freeze and all that sort of stuff. So he was very focused on, 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 his, on his career and, and sorry, football career and, and getting better. But it's, it's, it's great to see going full circle. You have Mick Alvin there uh, as part of the setup too and previously Jason was, was with that group. So it's great to see you know, ex-players giving back and, 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 and passing on their, their knowledge of their experience, be it good or bad, of, um, you know, from their own career. So it's, it's, it's good that they have... I think Pat has probably brought a, a bit of um, extra to it this year. I'm not too sure exactly what it is, but I think he has brought extra stuff from you know, his experience from, from 2011 making that breakthrough. And maybe getting fellas a better balance uh, coming back off probably disappointment last year. I mean, back to where they where they where they want to be is in the final. And that's mature from Desi as well to say, look, it's cool. You can come back in. You're my you know colleague from the past, and you're my friend. And look, let's help out. Yeah, it's it's, it's really mature, and, and, and you know, getting the best minds if you like behind the team, yeah. and, and and leaning on on that experience of uh, you know what actually can we can we bring back into the, into the, into the squad setup and bring a pattern. I think was is, is a masterstroke. What's the Jack O'Connor way then, Sean? You would have played under Jack quite a bit. The Jack O'Connor way has changed along with the game, John, I would say. Um, yeah, I played under Jack's first two stints. And um, actually, it was interesting listening to Paul Galvin on the on the uh, the football pod with, with Tommy and the lads from Croke Park there. He made a very good point about Jack. Jack was a very, he would have been a very um, hands-on coach uh, he would have taken you away for a little bit, uh, bits like John said there, a little bit of extra stuff about your position. Uh, not with everybody now. He he knew who he needed to work with, and and obviously the more experienced guys, he didn't have to work with you know hands on as much. But he was very much into um, you know playing to a system and playing playing positions, playing your position and playing it right, and knowing what to do when the ball was on the opposite side of the field or if it was coming down your side. But what I have to say about him is you know since he's came back for his third stint, he's had to come back into a very, very different game and a game that where positions really don't matter anymore. And he's evolved. Now, look, I'm not privy to what goes on in training. Is he doing as much as the coaching as he as he would have in our time? Possibly not. But I know that he would still like uh, to have a big influence on that. But it just goes to show, John, you know, what a wealth of experience he has and how he's able to develop because... He's come back in, as I said, to a very different game, a modern game, and he seems to have adjusted to it no problem. Big thing for Jack, obviously, is that, look, and I don't think he'll be thinking about this too much tonight or has thought about it, but the one thing he hasn't done, <clears throat> excuse me, is one back-to-back as a Kerry manager. It would be a huge, huge achievement for him. As I say, he's not going to leave it, um, uh, you know, uh, affect his his thinking or his 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 concentration going into tomorrow. But, you know, what a successful Kerry manager he's been. If he could add that to his CV, then I think he's up there with one of the best. 
And we saw with Desi bringing Pat Gilroy in, Fionn, that Jack might have identified something in the Kerry defence by bringing Paddy Talley in. And to be fair, and it's with Dublin as well, there's very few concessions of goals, only the Mayo game and obviously the Derry game for, for a period when goals were conceded. But he got the defence right before then he thought about the team with David Clifford, obviously the, the totem pole and the attack. Yeah, I agree with John as well. Just on that point, I think by David, it's, it was a masterstroke. And like it, it does show um, that you're kind of thinking outside the box bit by doing that. Like it, w- it probably mightn't have been the most popular decision to do what Jack did. Um, I'm not sure a less experienced coach would have got away with it or potentially would have got more heat for, for bringing someone in like that. Um, I suppose there'd be a tradition at times that considered that, you know, th- that that type of football or that so-called defensive football wouldn't work. But I I, I think that um, it, it's been more than vindicated. And I think it's, if anything, it's probably allowed the, the, the attacking game and flair to, to kind of flourish a bit better. So it's bas- it's basically, it has worked well. Um, I suppose earlier in the year, Kerry just seemed to be a little bit far behind. And I, I'm not sure maybe motivation levels were at, at the level that they could and should be, but they do seem to be a little bit more at the pitch in the last maybe month or so, I suppose, since they the got over the, the quarterfinals. Um, they're, they're really, I suppose, in real championship zone or, or mode. And I think the defence are a lot meaner. That, that's that's our hoping for anyway. What's the buzz down like in Killarney, Fionn? Is everybody up for it? What's the plan for tomorrow? The plan is uh, hitting Dublin tonight now, so I'll get to meet up with a couple of uh, buddies and maybe some former teammates and all that. So it kind of taking a bit of the buzz. Um, really excited. Um, I suppose it is rammed on. I know this is kind of coming on quickly. I was actually at the hurling final last week, but it, it has come on quite quickly. Probably like a different build-up from that point of view and even last summer as well it's probably the height of the tour season in Clarny at the moment where it's traditionally an All-Ireland final is kind of back to school time and all that like but um, that's all new and that's changed now so I suppose we just have to get on with it but I suppose it's it's busy around anyway um, so maybe it kind of gets a little bit swallowed up in that if that makes sense to you Hope you're flying Fionn Hope you're flying up and down um... <laughs> No I'm not I'm getting the train I'm getting the train Sean are you flying up are you flying up this evening are you? John, unfortunately, Kent, can you believe I, I'm not going to make it? Um, so it'll be it'll be a high stool maybe in the local for me, or, or a nice quiet room over in the house if I can if I can uh, if I can get an hour. Just uh, things transpired against me today, but um, yeah, look, it, it's 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 I'm looking out the window here. I'm I'm over in my father's office here, just looking out the window, and there's Kerry flags flying here in the gardens. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. And listen, Fiona will tell you there. It's something that we should never take for granted down here. Um, you know, we're we're very lucky that we come from a, a real proud traditional county where at the start of every year you're you're nearly hopeful that you'll be definitely in the last four, if not the last two. And uh, and, and we're lucky enough over the last while that, that we have been. So there's only one more to go now tomorrow and, and hopefully these lads will, will will bring their best performance of the year because we have been waiting for it, John. We have been waiting for this this big Kerry performance. I know they were very good against Tyrone, but you have to take Tyrone's performance into account they didn't come in with any great form into that quarter final so we're just hoping that our lads are keeping their best to last tomorrow I'm sure Desi Farrell will be hoping for and the Dublin supporters will be hoping the same on their side but I feel that if we can just bring our best it might be enough to get us over the line hopefully John you'll be coming in from the club in the north part of Dublin from Soros there this morning and uh, yeah lots of blue flags up all around the place and they come in through uh, you know Fingless and Drumcondra so there's many blue flags around Buntings as well Um, I think I think calling the match is really difficult. 
and you know, sitting inside it. And sometimes the conference is, yeah, we're going to win it. And he picks somebody, somebody else, and maybe ten minutes later, and you feel mm, not as confident as it was, depending how the conversation goes. And I think for both teams, as Sean says, there we we we, it's hard to see. I don't think we've seen the best of both teams, you know, for for long periods of the game. I mean, Kerry didn't look that convincing against against Derry in the semi final, and, and and dumped some degree of times against against Monaghan. So, I think either team could win it. I think. It might be a surprise player. It might be the player who win it, uh, rather than you know the, the the Cliffords or the Conor Callans could be a sort of a I won't say a fringe player, but an unexpected player to come through a bit like Merchant who scored a goal there a couple of years ago. So um, I think more confident than I would have been maybe for the semi final last year for some strange reason. But um, and maybe that's because McCaffrey is back and Mannion is back. You know those extra players who were, who were missing last year. So. Um, but I think it's going to be it's going to be close. Uh, bounce of a ball, a free, a tackle, or something amiss. It's going to be you know it'll be that close. And I think you know with uh, three or four minutes to go, I don't think it'll be easy to make a call on who's who's going to win it. Dublin by one, maybe. Dublin by one, yeah, I take that any day. Will you take Kerry by one, Fion? I will. I bought your hand off for it this minute now. Yeah, so I like this game, Dan. Really, I, I I don't think anyone can can really conclusively say how they can call this. It's it's such a it's a flick of a kind like and. I think it's the fact the farm lines have been so varied by both is, is probably what makes it hard. Um, like I'd be hoping from a Kerry point of view that we've had a lot of what I would say probably six out of ten performances by a, the majority of the players in a lot of games. And then you're looking at two or three really good performances. If we can get maybe six or seven of those up to sevens, eights, and then another like couple of nine performances, I think that's going to be the difference. And I, I do think that we Kerry have potential to, to get a lot of those performances and, and the big day and I, I just hope that'll be enough to get maybe a point or two in but there's nothing in it really kick it about And for you uh, Sean you'd be very close as well Yeah absolutely to echo the two boys like I know a lot of the talk has been about the, the guys Dublin have back and uh, compared to the last year's semi-final and absolutely we take that on the chin down here that Kerry lads are 100% aware that they're facing a very different animal tomorrow than they did last year in the semi-final but this Kerry team are a year older, they're a year stronger, they're a year fitter, the age profile is excellent, there's legs all over the team. Um, and I just feel that, you know, if 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 it's it's a great chance for these men to to create a little bit of history themselves. And I just think with all that thrown in, we might just have enough. Again, as Fionn said, if you offered me a one point win here now, I take it and 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 I'm 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 hoping that would be the case. Sean O'Sullivan and Fionn Fitzgerald on satellite from the kingdom. Thanks so much, lads, and uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. And may the best team win. Thanks, John. See you guys. See you guys. guys. John Leary, appreciate you coming in. uh, You're you're still coaching. You're you're coaching both uh, camogie and football? Uh, Football and hurling. So under 15s with Fingal Ravens. Uh, Just um, for you to know where it is between between Soros Ashburn Road and uh, under 15 hurling with Wild Geese uh, out in a small village of Old Town. So. Uh, every weekend's an all earnest it's like going back full circle and really really enjoying it uh, yeah that's what it's all about isn't it and it, it's it's part of the fabric of what we do isn't it what we are it's not always about the 82,000 there tomorrow it's about the day and the day at the volunteers and oh absolutely and, and we had a we had a bit, a bit of a day out this morning in Old Town from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock there with sort of an open day for the kids there in um, in Wild Geese, you know, just and especially like, you know little kids there, you know, doing little drills, for, you know, and we're trying to grow the the hurling game out there because we're surrounded by football only clubs and uh, we're trying to grow the game of hurling. But it's, we're 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 chipping away, really enjoying it. And um, but as you say, it's it's about giving back, and, and it's uh, it's not even about giving back; it's just part of what you do. It's 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 the enjoyment of it. John, thank you. Thank you.
John O'Leary, uh, Dublin former All-Ireland winning captain ahead of tomorrow's game. We're going to get the thoughts of Desi Farrell and Jack O'Connor ahead of the match and also hear the best of the Limerick homecoming after last Sunday's All-Ireland Senior Hurling final win. We're back after this.